franchise interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Congratulations. You've written a book as well, haven't you? That's fantastic, Adam. Yeah, thanks. You know, we've 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 uh you know had the opportunity to work with close to 6000 uh franchise based businesses over the last uh 5 years you currently work with us today and you know we've learned a lot and you know my goal is to uh publish uh what what I've learned through the success mm-hmm. of uh, our franchisees and you know I think it's the best way to learn and share their stories so it was a it's a fun project That's great that's fantastic we'll like this our guest where are you calling from today Adam Chicago Illinois it's cold today, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of, that's the thing about Chicago. It's beautiful about eight months of the year. Uh, this is right. not one of them. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same here in Eastern Pennsylvania. We're getting snow this week. We got a little snow this morning. We're getting some snow tonight. So I would say if you can get through in Pennsylvania, if you can get through January and February, you'll be okay. You know, so I, I, I totally get it. But, you know, I was mentioning to you, Adam, you know, since I last spoke to you, you know, we have a lot of new listeners to to our podcast. So, you know, maybe, you know, you can talk about, um, you know, hierology and, you know, talk about yourself and how you got into this business. Cause I always thought it was an interesting story. Yeah. So hierology is a talent technology that helps uh, franchisees, um, owner operated business networks uh, be, be great at the people side of their business. So we combine mm-hmm. um, uh, digital uh, marketing for, for their jobs. We have a solution for, um, for, for marketing open positions and then a recruitment CRM platform uh, that together helps franchisees build the team they need to be successful in this business. It's it's such an important service that you provide to you know franchisors, franchisees, Adam. I mean, employees. I guess we can really say, are, I mean, we can think of them as an asset to a business, right? I mean, sometimes they're really the most important asset to a business, aren't they? 
Yeah, in fact, I, you know, I would argue that the only sustainable competitive advantage that you have as an operator is mm -hmm. the team you put on the field. It, you know, people right. can copy business models or products, but, um, you know, the experience your people deliver to your customer, uh, that, that's the difference maker. And if you're not treating this part of your business as core, critical, and strategic, then you're missing an opportunity right. to perform above uh, where you are today. That's well said. You know, employee turnover, you know, of course, as you know, Adam, I mean, it can be very expensive to a business, isn't it? I mean, you know, of course, you have to, you know, look for new people, you have to train, and, and so it, it does get expensive, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, three to ten times annual compensation, uh, you know, there's a, there's a range in there. I mean, I, I heard the CEO of one of the major QSR uh, brands, national brands, say that every time um, e even, you know, minimum wage um, employee turned over mm -hmm. within the first 90 days, it, it cost the operator about $6,000 every wow. single time. And, you know, that adds up when you're, you know, you get into 50, 70, 100% turnover and uh, in, in some systems, uh, you know, that's a real drag on bottom line. Wow, I didn't realize the number was that high. I mean, that, that puts things in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you think about it. You know, it's it's the tr you know you you pay hours to train, you pay money for yeah. training, you pay for management right. time, you pay for system provisioning. You've got you know your state unemployment and payroll taxes, and um, you know the hit to your account when somebody turns over. I mean, it it gets real expensive real fast. That's something. How did you? Um how did you start focusing on the value of hierology for franchise systems, Adam, particularly helping franchisees recruit uh, higher quality talent? I always thought that that was a great niche that you guys had. Yeah, I started my career in the staffing industry in the mid-late 90s, uh, and early mm -hmm. in my career had an opportunity to work for what was then a startup in Chicago called Click Commerce, and Click Commerce mm -hmm. built some of the very first, we called them internet portals back then, pre-cloud pre-iPhone, right, um, internet portals, and I spent five years uh, flying around the, the world, really, uh, installing um, w website technology that allowed right. franchisees and, and dealers to connect with their brands to do things like submit co-op fund reimbursement or send a royalty, um, you know, register in or, you know, uh, transmit point-of-sale data. Um, you know, all, all through a 56K dial-up. I mean, it was cutting-edge technology. <laughs> it, was wow. it seems kind of laughable <laughs> <those> now. <laughs> you know, however, um, yeah. you know, what, what, it, what it showed me was that there was a real opportunity in the business to address the turnover issues. So my staffing industry experience combined with experience working in franchise and dealer-based uh, operator networks uh, was to build a service that did the recruiting for these brands. And we quickly determined that the lack of people-focused systems at the operator level made that a real impediment. So we created a system we would give franchisees uh, to uh, to follow, and, and we got asked almost immediately, you know, is that system for sale? People really liked it. Well, over the course right. of four years, I ended up making the decision to sell the recruitment service and commercialize that system, and that's where Hierology came from. So we were... Uh, purpose built from day one to sell and service um, talent needs in the franchise space uh, because of my experience operating uh, in these companies for about 10 years before. So, you know, it's one of those things where you don't just wake up one day and decide to sell hiring software uh, right. to 
you know, to national fitness brands uh, or healthcare sure. brands as an example. But, you know, that, that was the evolution, and, and it, it's been a, a fantastic journey so far. That's terrific. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about the book, Adam, because I'm very interested in reading it. It, it. The Best Team Wins, you know, why would that be a good read for franchisors? Well, The Best Team Wins is uh, a playbook of sorts. It, mm-hmm. it, is, it is how to run the process, uh, starting from, you know, thinking about employment branding, and how to market your your business as an employer, all the way through to downloadable, uh, usable interview guides, scorecards, scripts, mm-hmm. um, a competency model. It's it's everything you need uh, to do it well. Uh, it's not theory. It's it's very practical, and right. it was built um, for for purpose, but for for that. You know, it's intended to be a manual for how to do this. Uh, and you know, it was, it was an exciting project. And you know, we have folks like. Uh, David Barr, uh, of course, um, you know, IFA chair, uh, Shelly right. Son, former IFA chair, um, you know, Dan Seward from uh, Pillar to Post, CEO of Pillar to Post and others in the book wow. talking about their lessons learned, uh, you know, with some case studies uh, from across the market. And it was a lot of fun to write. And uh, the reception's been fantastic. I mean, it, you know, we, we still move, uh, you know, a, a lot of books as we speak at conferences and you know, the topic isn't going anywhere anytime soon, so sure. it's been fun. Right. That's terrific. Maybe we talk a little bit about, you know, the current state of affairs, you know, the 2019 job market, Adam. Um, we hear the term applicant-driven economy. What factors are driving that economy and how um, it will Im- impact franchisees? What the applicant economy means is that it's it's never been – uh, a better time to be looking for work in the United States and Canada. Right. I mean, the right. most areas of these countries, unemployment uh, is is at near historic lows, and you know the the phrase applicant economy speaks to the reality that that there's a market for jobs. Right, jobs right. are products. They're products, sure. and they need to be re- retailed like products. Most. Uh, Hiring managers or operators at the, at the store level don't think about it that way. And the question to ask mm-hmm. is, what product do I need to be offering to the market, um, you know, in terms of pay, benefits, hours and incentives, career path, uh, life balance, flexibility, that, that this labor pool would look at and consider? Uh, there's an economy for these products. You know, there's supply and demand, and, you know, they trade um, based on the configuration of the product. And if you're not selling a product uh, from a job perspective that the labor market wants, you're going to really struggle. And so for most right. franchisees, if you find yourself struggling to get qualified applicants for your open position, you know, the solution is not spend another $500 and post the job again. The solution is to ask yourself the question, why isn't this working? And what most franchisees right franchises find is that they don't have a recruiting problem. They actually have a marketing problem. Um, the the mm. product's not being marketed effectively. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's simple things like, is this job indexable by Google? Will people find it uh, if they search? You know, that kind of stuff. That uh, there, there are some one-on-one level solutions, um, all of which we, of course, offer uh, that, that get you found in marketing your jobs in a way that uh, the marketplace wants to find. That's interesting. There's a lot of businesses today, you know, they talk about their culture, Adam, you know, and I know that hierology, you know, I remember one of the things I 
Scott, from when I interviewed you five years ago, it seems that Hierology has a real strong culture in the organization. You've done a very good job at, at setting up this fantastic culture. I, I imagine that's an important part, too. You know, is, is businesses marketing their culture, would you say? I mean, you know about that better than I do. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have to be – we, Hierology, have to be um, – the best example of all of these things that I talk about. Uh, right. And if not, you know, I would think that's pretty hypocritical. So we, you know, of course we use our own technology and, and we right. live all of the things that we talk about in the market. And I, I know firsthand the power of having a strong culture. I mean, you know, we compete here in Chicago with technology companies like Salesforce, LinkedIn, Glassdoor, mm-hmm. Yelp, right. Google, Facebook, you know, you, you've got to have a compelling value proposition and really uh, speak to the market in a way that says, you know what, if I could go to Salesforce uh, or go to Hierology, why would I go to Hierology? And, and we sure. think about things like, well, look, it's access to leadership. It's be a part of something right. from the ground up. You know, it, it's not, you know, if you're looking for to make an impact and really matter, those are the things that, that we can offer that larger employers cannot but we just couldn't go in the market and list our jobs and hope people click on ads and, and sure. apply. That that model just does not work. So what role do you think quality talent plays, Adam, uh, when it comes to a franchisee success? It is the sorting mechanism uh, for mm. mediocrity versus excellence. I mean, mm. think about it. it. It doesn't matter what systems you implement to improve operations. If you don't have the people at the on the floor to execute against those systems, that's just not going to work. The initiative will fail. I mean, all the technology in the world, all of the training in the world, the desire to provide great customer experience, none of that matters if you're not putting the right people in the seats. So the success or failure or the difference between mediocre performance and excellence, it, it can be ascribed to that operator's ability to find and keep the right people on their team. That's something. I wrote down something. You, I was listening to a podcast um, that you, I think you hosted last week, and I wrote down this this great quote as you were just talking about it. Just reminded me of the girl, or woman you were interviewing. She said something like, "You know, good is the enemy of great," and I thought that was very powerful. And I think that's what you're talking about, isn't it? I, I just I think that's so powerful. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and, and you know, speaking of that quote, I mean, Jim Collins wrote that in Good to Great, um, and yeah. you know, still one of my all-time favorite business books. But yeah. it's true. I mean, it good, good is it's absolutely uh, a trap, it, and it, you right. have to demand excellence, and and demanding excellence starts with demanding excellence in talent operations, and you know, if if you if you aren't putting your foot down about putting the right people in the seats and getting really good at doing that predictably and consistently, um, you know, the rest of it's just going to be so much more difficult. There's just, right. you know, the, there's just, I don't know anyone whose profits are so large that they can ignore this opportunity. Um, sure. it, it just, you, you can't ignore it. And, and, and I would say that, you know, the best operators to, to a location are all very, very good at this. That's something. So what would you say, um, the big picture uh, <clears throat> impact of a bad hire on a franchisee's bottom line, Adam. Well, the 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 impact of a bad hire, of course, there's the you know the six thousand dollars are up in hard costs. Sure, I, I like right. to think about it this way: great team members do not want to work with C players. Right. They just don't. Yeah. So, uh, tolerating mediocrity or subpar performance is a disincentive 
for really high performers to stay with you because no one wants no star wants to be part of an underperforming team you know great great talent wants to perform at the highest level they can and so they're going to seek out teams where that can happen and management that that values that and tolerating mediocrity is akin to management endorsing mediocrity because if if it, if you tolerate it, you send that message. It's a mediocre performance. We'll still get you paid here, and that's okay. And and you will end up settling somewhere in the middle, to bottom of the talent pool, with people who are okay with B and C performance. Um, the the hardest decision that a leader or operator can make is to terminate people that are pretty good but not great, even in the face of this tough labor market. I would right. I would rather go without that seat filled than to fill it with someone who I know is not up to the job. You know, that kind of cost is, is not going to show up directly on an income statement, but it is going to show up in your retention numbers, and it's going to show up over a series of years in your ability to perform in the top quartile of your brand. Uh, and, 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 again, I'll sh- show me a top 25% location in the system. I'll show you an operator that takes this very seriously. That's very powerful what you you said. I know someone who's going through that right now, Adam. Uh, she is certainly a, a high performer, and she's recently started in an organization where it seems like you got a lot of mediocre people just doing the bare minimum. She's expressed her frustration in the organization and, and, and thinking about leaving. You know, and they love her work, they appreciate her work, but here she is. She's she's already saying, I don't, I don't think this is the place for me, and they're going to lose this. this great employee all because they have these mediocre employees. And so what you just said, I mean, it's very powerful and it makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, uh, it's simple to say hard to execute. It is an everyday mm. effort to be very yeah. good at this. You, um, you refer to multi-channel strategy, Adam, for job recruitment. Maybe you can expand on you know what that means for a small business owner. Yeah. Multi-channel recruitment, it, with with hiring, it's it's no different than you know how you how you market your business today. So if you mm-hmm. think about this, if you're an operator in a market, you don't rely on one single marketing channel to bring customers or leads in the door. Right, right. You, you know, you're not putting a hundred percent of your ad spend on radio or through Google AdWords. Uh, it's it's just not how you're successful in marketing. Yet, so many operators. Uh, don't think about recruitment marketing as the very same thing. So, you know, I I may spend 100% of my marketing budget for advertising my job on one or two job board channels. Well, that's not sufficient. Furthermore, you know, most operators don't track whether or not it's working or not. You know, should, you know, if I, if I spent $5,000 a month on an ad channel and it produced no leads that were qualified next month, I would think of, pretty hard about doing that again, but most operators say, well, you know, I don't know what else to do. Let me send my, my money back uh, and hope somebody shows up this time around. So the the very first thing that an operator should do is, is make sure they have a quality career site at their store level. It's a dedicated career site. um, You know, your store um, dot careers uh, that's linked to your store's main page or locations main Mm -hmm. page uh, website. And it's going to quickly become the largest, if you do it right, 
the, the largest source of organic leads. It ends up being about half your hires within six months if you do it right. And the reason is because 75% of all job searches start on a mobile device in a, in a uh, search engine. So think you know, about your friends at Google, uh, how people right. look for jobs. They go to Google search engine. They type in XYZ jobs near me. And if you don't show up, you're invisible. Or you're going to have to pay a lot of money to a third party who's going to sit between right. that search string and your job because you're not good at this. That's a pretty expensive tax to be paying. So the, the first channel is just own your, your organic lead flow. Um, you know, give yourself an opportunity to get this without having to pay for it directly for, um, you know, for traffic. Second, it's going to be job boards. We've been doing this for 20 years, but that's it's usually your highest volume, lowest quality. Uh, and then, you know, what we're encouraging people to do uh, through our technology is to start building your own talent pool organically. So, for mm -hmm. example, if you're a, a home health provider in your market, there's ways to aggregate a list of um, people who may be interested or, or working in home health careers that, you know, if you ingest that into a CRM-like uh, talent technology, you can email them directly. You don't have to wait for someone to apply for a job. We can start marketing these things directly to people in a B2C approach. And, and employers today have to do all of those things well. And if you do all of those things well, that omni-channel strategy, it pays big dividends. You end up with about three times the quality for about 70 cents on the dollar for what you're spending today. Those are arguably pretty good results. And more importantly, it keeps you from, you know, sweating uh, to sleep at night up thinking about your inability to grow because you can't find staff. Um, you know, you, you've got to make it predictable. You, you can't just keep hoping people are going to show up. That is not how the problem will be solved. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You, it was interesting. You, you mentioned uh, home health providers. My uh, dad, he suffered from Parkinson's for many years, and um, we, uh, you know, he's not here anymore. But we, when we used to have, we used to get these non-medical senior care services, Adam, and, and we used to have the hardest time with so many of these different services. We just couldn't find. A, a lot of times we were some very poor employees working for the organization, and I can't tell you how many we had to go through before we could find that right one. I think it was like about seven or eight of them before we said, okay, you know, we've, we finally found someone that's, that's a good match. But um, that's right. it, 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 it's, it's so important, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's just – and, and it's, it's, it's very frustrating for, for the customer, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it was very stressful. For us at the time, you know, I mean, we'd be up late at night, you know, thinking, what are we going to do, you know? I mean, so, I mean, your service really is. Um, one of the things we're hearing about, Adam, more is the importance of building and marketing an employee brand for your business. How can franchisees and other small business owners compete with larger corporations when it comes to employee brands? Yeah, and I spoke to that a, a little bit earlier. The 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 thing you have to ask yourself is, what compelling value mm -hmm. am I offering so that someone would pick me and not that large employer? So, right. so you know, what kind of person is the right fit for a small, uh, you know, Main Street business, if, if that is in fact, um, you know, if that describes your location? What, what is it? I would start thinking about things like working for the owner, access to the entrepreneur, learn the business from the inside, uh, right. family feel, you know, maybe it's flexibility benefits time off. I mean, not everybody wants to work for that large national provider. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. 
the people want to work and, and have a family feel to the business. Right. I would be deciding, you know, first of all, employment brand done right starts with understanding your core values uh, as, as an entrepreneur. And, and when you understand the, and define the kind of business you want to run and, and what's permissible and what's not, you can start to sell those values as a draw to the right kind of person because without them, people just aren't going to know what they're getting themselves into until they work for you. And that's, you know, it's a coin flip. You really have to right. put the culture up front. It's going to attract the right people and repel the people that wouldn't be a fit, and that's what you want. You, you know, it ends up uh, lower lower volume of applicants but much higher quality. That's excellent. What would be three things, Adam, franchisors could advise franchisees to, <clears throat> to do right now to attract top talent in this economy? You mentioned some of them. Yeah, the first thing – um, that I that I would recommend is to focus on employment brand F- first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, search for yourself online and at, you know try to apply to a job at your own location, and ask yourself right. the question: Would I do this? I mean, what what is my impression? Secret shopping my own employment brand. Uh, you know, and and if if it, if it leaves something to be desired, you know, there, there's 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 um, there's your first step. Um, right. You know. It, You've got to you've got to deliver the experience that your your customers uh, expect, and so your customers being applicants in this case, that's the first thing. The second thing is is to have a process. Um, right. You know, just like you have a defined marketing and selling funnel, just like you've got a manual that describes how you do everything else in your franchise location, you've got to have that for hiring. And the rub here is that your franchisor can't tell you how to do this. Um, because of co-employment liability risk, your franchisor will never be able to get involved with solving this problem for you directly. Right. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. And so document your process for hiring, define it and manage it. And then third and finally, you got to manage it. Somebody, if not you, a general manager or, or store manager, has to be responsible and accountable for hitting targets, targets being time to hire. How long does it take us to fill an open role? Um, mm-hmm. Plant the flag and, and, and hit it and, and, and try to improve it. Um, how long is it taking us to review applicants? I mean, if you haven't responded to a job seeker within 24 hours of them applying to your job, they're gone. In fact, That's our true. research shows 90% of anyone who's ever been hired through our system is someone whose uh, job uh, application was responded to within 72 hours. Wow. So if you're going more than three days, you've lost them. Right. In the, you know, meanwhile, the average response time for a job seeker, uh, you know, across the entire franchise ecosystem is eight days. Again, we don't have a recruiting problem. We have a response problem and a marketing issue. This is this speaks to process. And so employment brand, hiring process that's defined and then third manage. Those three things are the recipe for success, which I outline in my book. Wow, that's very powerful. What's the best way, Adam, for our listeners to get more information on hireology and, and of course, get their hands on the book, The Best Team Wins, Build Your Business Through Predictive Hiring? Any websites that you'd like them to go to? Yeah, um, thanks for asking. Um, listeners who are interested in learning more can go to hireology.com, H-I-R-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, okay. And for uh, more on the book, um, e-version, audio book, podcasts that I run, talking about this every week, um, you can go to www.thebestteamwins.com. 
That's fantastic. And you've done, you've done a great job with the podcast, by the way, as well. I listened to it, so it, it's fantastic. So you've done a great job with that, and I'm going to get my hands on the book. And it was great to have you back, Adam. I'm going to have to have you back. I'm, tr- I'm not going to try to wait five more years this time. I'll try to. Hey, <laughs> anytime. I'll be glad years. to come back. Thanks, Adam. It's great All to right. have you on the show again. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher... Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear, 
a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on our show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Nick Friedman, who is the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk and Moving Franchise Opportunity. And Nick said something really quite brilliant on our show that we haven't heard in over a decade of doing franchise interviews. We started speaking about the four F's of franchising, and interesting enough, we ended up with five F's of franchising as we were doing the interview with Nick. And, um, you know, in marketing, we talk about the four P's of marketing, which is product, price, promotion, and place. So I thought this was really brilliant, what Nick said. So here we go with Nick Friedman, the founder of College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity. What, um, you know, the majority of our listeners, we call them Nick, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. What types of characteristics do you look for in your franchisees? You know, uh, what I like to say is there's four F's when considering mm-hmm. a, a franchise, which is also, I guess, starts with a letter F. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. four F's that come out of a franchise. And I think this is what a prospective franchise should think of when they're considering what franchise they want to pursue. And this is, quite frankly, I think what franchisors should consider when they're evaluating a prospective franchisee. Uh, so right. the first F is fit, is fit. You know, do they mm-hmm. fit? In other words, do they have transferable skills that can make them effective at this business? Have they done anything in their prior professional uh, or personal lives uh, that would make them uh, be successful in this type of business? Uh, The second piece is the family side. In other words, does their family uh, support them in them pursuing this endeavor, whether it's their husband or wife or uh, uh, kids or, or parents? You know, do they believe in them? Because you don't want things to get tough and their inner circle to say, I told you so. You want them to you know, right. kind of cheer them on to get through it. Uh, the financial piece is important. In other words, are they capitalized yeah. to be able to invest in the opportunity, and do they have realistic uh, financial expectations? And then the last F is the fun factor. You know, can we have fun working with this individual? You know, franchises yeah. very much like a partnership, even though that's not typically called that. Uh, so you've got to have you know, uh, an alignment of vision and values to be able to enjoy uh, working together. So that's really what we look for. You know, we, we want people that believe in the secret sauce that we've already developed. Uh-huh. We don't want somebody to come tell us that they think it should be done differently. Uh, we want them to tell us that they believe in, 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 in what we've created. And, and sure, we would, you know, want to continuously improve and encourage ideas, but uh, not, you know, we want folks that believe in the system and are going to execute the system rather than trying to shortcut success by doing it, uh, you know, doing it their own way. And I think that's, you know, really no different in our system than any other franchise uh, uh, model that, that is, uh, is going to be successful long-term. They need to really take into account those factors. That's Yeah, no, that's great, Nick. We have this uh, great quotes in franchising podcast. Anytime we hear, you know, Michael Gerber's been in there a couple of times, but we're going to put that one in there because I haven't heard that in, in, in over a decade, and I, I, I think that's great advice to our listeners. It's really fantastic because it's true. I mean, you could really – your business, you could teach to anybody, couldn't you? I mean, pretty much, you know. It, but, you know, it's interesting in putting those factors in there, you know, like family support, you know, and even fun. I haven't heard that, you know, but it should be an enjoyable business. And, you know, because it is a stressful situation for the customers, I guess you got to be able to put a smile on your customer's face. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, there, as you know, there's over 3,000 franchise opportunities out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to separate one from the other? It's, it's got to be something that you can enjoy. And I guess I'll grab another F out of there. I'm, I'm on a roll here. Fulfillment. You know, is, is it something that, yes. uh, you know, we're going to be fulfilled doing day in and day out? Because I think franchising is a lot, a lot like a gym membership. You know, if you join a gym, you've got yeah. business goals. You're getting access to all types right. of equipment, personal trainers, coaches, workout groups, but you still got to go and show up and do the work. So if you buy a franchise, you're getting access to the business model in a box. You're getting access to trainers, coaches, 
you know, fellow franchisees that you can, you know, hold each other accountable with, but you still got to show up and put in the effort to, uh, to execute that business model. So uh, that's where I think those, those factors come into play. Once you decide that, you know, you do like them, you know, and they like you, Nick, you know, and, and there is a fit, you know, what is the training like? I mean, do they typically come to Florida for training? How does that work? If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Nick Freeman of the College Hunks Hauling and Junk Moving Franchise Opportunity, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and then go to our Home Repair and Improvements page, and you'll be able to listen to that whole show with Nick Freeman. It was really a fantastic interview. It was great to finally have Nick on the show. And lastly, we'd just like to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big hit. It's hard to imagine we've been doing it now over 10 years, and uh, it's just amazing to see where the podcast Podcast is gone. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes and Franchising sponsored by Franchise Interviews. Take care everyone. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Skydiving. This is amazing. Yeah, but you know what else is amazing? An iPhone 6S for just 49 bucks at Metro. Really? Imagine streaming all the way down with that amazing camera. I'm switching. That's smart. You know what else is smart? Parachutes. Woo! Switch to Metro and get an amazing iPhone 6S for only 49 bucks. Metro by T-Mobile. Phone offer requires port in of number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.